I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hello, it is Stephanie. Hello, it is Ty, his child all the while. You are now listening in to Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. 2023, you know what, Ty? I've been saying, look, smile. It's a lifestyle. Just, just smile. <laughs> smile. I like that. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Just smile. You know, laugh about things. So, listen, I want to know how you guys are feeling out there. You know, um, it's 2023. Have anything hit you by surprise this year just yet? Because I'm telling you, when I tell you, <laughs> I've been having to keep my eyes stayed on the Word of God. Amen. And, and that's the way. That is the way, the truth, and the light. Um, It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all things shall follow that. And I think we, and I talked about this a little bit last week, how we get so caught up in what's right in front of us, what I'm experiencing in this moment, what's coming against me in this moment, that we forget that we are covered. The word says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It is never said that the weapons won't form. And that's where faith comes in at. Well, you're right, Ty. And I'm telling you, like, when it comes down to having to encourage yourself, because, you know, we had a um, we had a show where we talked about when the encourager needs encouraging. Yes. And it's a real thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, when we're coming out of Christmas, we're into a new year, you know, money's kind of tight. You start worrying about bills, start worrying and, and, and trying to figure out how you're going to do this, this and the third. But the truth of the matter is that when we keep our minds staying on God, He has the plan so worked out for us. Um, Matthew six thirty three and thirty four. I believe that you just uh, you just read that, but I want to read it here because I want I want us to understand the the importance of this. But see first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Are you are you chasing the creator or are you chasing the thing that you're trying to figure out? Because when you chase the creator, the one that carries and says he'll add all these things to you, he does what he says he's going to do. But it's hard when you're in it, Ty. Like, how do you keep your motivation? How do you keep your inspiration? Like, how do you, you keep gotta going? You got to stay connected. So being filled, John 1 and 6 says, from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. In the whirlwind of life, it is easy to feel depleted. There's always more to do, further needs to be met, and seemingly endless demands on our attention and time. But we were never intended to live in a constant state of lack. Our God is full of abundance with everything we could ever need. Your Father is full of grace for every moment of your life. He never runs out. Your brokenness isn't too much for Him. Your weakness does not disturb Him. And in His heart of love, there's everything that you need for healing. He's already made that accessible to you and every tool that you need to succeed because he is the source of all life. And and that's the thing. He is the source. We talk about it all the time. We become wise in our own eyes. We start thinking that we're making things happen because of our talent are the things that we did when all along it is provision for God. He opens doors that no man can close. And I can speak from experience. You know, I've been sat in rooms that I never would have even thought that I would be considered to darken the door, but God and, and, but my faith 
in the fact that all things are possible to him. So what does it look like, Steph? If we are to seek ye first the kingdom, give us an illustration of that. What does it look like to seek the kingdom first? Well, for me, um, I'm so glad you asked me that question. (laughs) (laughs) Seeking first the kingdom of God for me, um, when I first read that, I wanted to know more about it. So I talked to God. I literally just was like, all right, what does this mean? And um, he he spoke back to me, Ty, and told me it's about being intentional, you know. It's about getting to know me. Come to me. See, first, the kingdom of God. A lot of times we don't make our Father a priority. And when we don't make Him a priority and we make things a priority, then we start to see these things come up in our lives. And what I've learned is that, you know, just based off of the simple act of doing that one thing that changes everything— for me, it was getting into the Word of God. It was Matthew 6, 33 and 34 that caused me to go hard the way that I go hard for Him because He hasn't failed me yet. And the thing about it is, you know, we have to remember because the thing about when we're when we're on this potter's wheel, because we're all on a potter's wheel, right? Like we don't know ourselves. We haven't come into who we truly are yet. So we're learning more and more and more about ourselves. And when we start to seek first the kingdom of God, what does that look like? Getting into your Word. Asking him questions, developing a relationship because he's going to talk back. And if he sees you seeking, he adds to you. You don't have to go and try to make anything happen. I I don't make things happen. I put God first and I seek his will. And then he provisions things to happen. And I just let it fall where the chips may because a lot of times we put our hands in it and we start trying to figure out how we're going to make this work and how we're going to fit this piece into there. And it ends up being a mess. But when we let go and let God, girl, that thing come out like A-OK. And that's the thing. You got to trust him with it. We don't want to trust him with it. You know, we want to trust our own hands. We want to trust what my mama said that I should do. We want to trust what my friend said her experience was. We want to trust what we saw on TV or what we read in a book, but each of us has our own individual journey and we don't know. There's only one that knows the beginning, middle and end for us. And so you have to ask him things. You have to, he says, call unto me, ask me and I will tell you unsearchable things that you do not know. Don't call your sister. Don't call your mom. Don't call your cousin. And, and for those daddies, girls, and boys, don't call your dad. I'm calling call my daddy. Your dad I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call, call my your dad D. Call your father. <laughs> yes. And commune wow. with him. And don't just call on him, but be receptive to what he has to say. Because if you talk to him, he will talk back. He always talks back. And and then what I'm understanding is that you can't put him second. You can't put him second. Um, you know, I'm reading out of my commentary. It says, God cannot be second. So how do you know if you're putting God's kingdom first? Ask yourself this question. When I need guidance to make decisions, where do I go first? You just said it. For many Christians, God is like a spare tire. Mm-hmm. He's where where they run when they he's where where they run when they when all else fails. And so do you seek God's perspective first through his word and godly counsel or do you seek the world's perspective? And you know, you're right. A lot of times it is based off of what we've saw. It's based off of what we've heard. It's based off of other people's experiences. And guess what? Most of the time those experiences are not including of God. They don't have their God is not a priority. They're not in their word of God. So we just go off of what we hear. We go off of what we see. But when you start to seek, when you start to sit at his feet, and for me, what that looks like is sitting at his feet, 
choosing the choosing the portion of getting to know more about him because when I'm getting to know more about him, Ty, I'm actually getting to know more about me. That's the thing. I mean, if you want to understand how to operate something, you have to look at the creator's manual. Well, that's the Bible. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that happens under the sun that hasn't happened there that he hasn't given us for given us instruction on how we are to address and handle every single situation that you can imagine. And see, that's where we are. You have got to understand the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yes, there is a difference. Because you can know a thing. Yeah. But if, if, if you're not applying it, it makes no difference. Wisdom is applied knowledge. So how many times have we heard things? You sat in a sermon, you're like, wow. Yeah. That's the one right there. That's the one. But it doesn't sit for longer than it takes you to walk across the lot to your car <laughs> and be on your way to the buffet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you just did you just sit in that church and watch and hear the same thing that I saw? <laughs> did you just cut me off? I mean, you're right though. I'm saying because we don't take it to that next step. What is that next step? So you want to spend time with him. You want to spend time reading his word but you want to meditate on his word. Yes. God. What does it look like to meditate on his word? Spend time yes. reflecting on that. Spend time reflecting on what it means and how it is applicable to different situations in your life. Because a lot of the times, well, most of the times for me, when I go to him with something, because I have never read the Bible um, cover to cover I'm not going to ever be one of those persons that can just whip out a scripture, you know, um, off the top of my head. But any time that I've needed an answer and I've asked him for it and I go and I touch that Bible and I open it, wherever I open it, that is the word that was meant for me. Like it talks to me. He is so amazing in that way. All he's doing is waiting on you to invite him in. Yes, invitation. And you know, I think that we get a lot lost in the sauce, honestly, because we want to know how. But how are you going to do this, God? How are you going to fix it? Like, how? I can't even fathom. And you know, when you're a thinker and you're always thinking and you're trying to figure this thing out, you try to um, come up with all possibilities that can work and you don't see a way out. But God is God. He's the creator. He's all-knowing. He knows every part and every person that's going to play a role in the direction or where he's taking you. So when he knows everything and we trust him, it works to our favor. It always works out in our favor. It's when we don't know how he's going to do it. And I, and I gave the illustration, too, and it's almost like, Eni, we all use the bathroom. We don't know what type of things it got to go through to come out the way that it comes out, but mm -hmm. it goes through a process, and we all have to go through a process. And sometimes in those processes, it's not easy. I mean, being somebody like myself, I get up early, I see first the kingdom of God, and I put God first in everything. Don't think for one second that I don't get tested, tried, or misunderstood. And I'm coming from a point of love. Love conquers all evil. I'm in my word. But I still would get looked at and, you know, discredited because I don't look like what the world looks like. The reason why they rejected Jesus is because he didn't look like them. If Jesus were to come in today, would we really open the door or would we say, well, are the circumstances are you have these, um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to go through this whole little um, checklist. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? Did you do that? Guess what? 
Jesus would have met all of the qualifications, but because of the way he looked, the way that we looked, and the way we approached things, we wouldn't have been able to accept them the same way the Pharisees and the Sadducees did. So the truth is always presented towards us. It's always presented in front of our faces, but we pick and choose. We get to choose. And that's what it really is all about, Ty, because a lot of times we turn our blind eye to it. Blessings and curses, life and death, um, light and darkness. I don't know any other way to simplify it. To me, it's just that simplicity. I'm just a believer. I believe the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I believe the words that are in the Bible. I believe that what God said is trustworthy. But when we start going through trials and tribulations and the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we have to plug back in because if we don't plug back in, we'll make a mess out of the situation and we won't know exactly what else to do. I think that's one of the um, main things that deters a new believer, um, if you will, because he is going to try you. By that word, um, he is going to try you. I mean, because this is how we're prepared for the places that he has set for us. And so just like you said, so you seek him, you're starting to put him first. And I can just tell you like different cycles of my life where this has happened because I am her. I'm like, I'm tired. I got out of Woodlawn no more. <laughs> I'm her too. Daddy, what are you doing? You know, I was being good. I went to church. I had I, Bible study. And you still letting them come against me. Like, you know what? It was easier when I was just doing things my own way. That girl. is a trick of the enemy. And that's the thing. God needs consistency. So we are all making these New Year's resolutions. I know 99% of y'all got a weight loss resolution come out on. there. And hey, and you're not going to accomplish it unless you are consistent. You be consistent and that's the same thing that you have to be in your pursuit of Christ in your pursuit of a higher walk you have to be consistent it can't be oh you know it was a beautiful day today you know he kept a fence around me he shielded me you know he hid me and then the next day all oh, hell oh, is breaking oh, loose you're like God Jesus. why are you forsaking are you me at? why did you let this happen to me <laughs> no it is he is the same today Yesterday, tomorrow, no matter the circumstances, whether you were poor, whether you were rich, whether you were sick, you were healthy, whether you were single, whether you were happily married, no matter what, he is the same. And you have to have faith that his word never wavers. It never changes. It is always the truth, no matter the circumstance. Well, think about 634. It says, so take care of today's concern and don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. We put so much um, pressure on ourselves to make deadlines and to make sure that we're on on time and at a place where we're supposed to be. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. God ain't putting that pressure on us. We put it on ourselves. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to talk to him. He said, I'll make all things new. And then, you know, you talked about an open door. Talk about an open door, Ty. When you start seeking first the kingdom of God, the Bible tells us these things will be added. Unto you. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't speak for something that I don't know, but I know that when I first started seeking first the kingdom, things started to become at, to become added towards me. I started to get moved into positions that I, most people would be like, well, you don't qualify for that. Well, guess what? My daddy said I did. And he said, here you go. Why? What did I do to even get that? I put him first. I put first the kingdom. I seek him. I put him first. When you do that, he's going to come through. Always. You draw near unto him and he will draw near unto you. And um, like I said, it's been cyclical um, for me, you know, because sometimes the enemy does win out. Um, but I'm getting stronger each and every day. But there's not a single time in my life where I put God first 
that he didn't make some provision Come for on, me. Man. I mean, I can see clearly looking back on my life at the times that I was close to him, at the times that I was making sure that I was putting him first, at the times that I was making sure that I was spending time with him, that I was asking him to guide me versus me trying to guide myself and what life was like then versus what it's like when I try to do it on my own, you know, with my own thought process, put my own hands in it, making it messy. Because that's what we do. We tend to make it messy because, see, we don't understand sometimes that even when you're going through, when you feel like there is total hell and chaos going on in your life, have you ever thought back to what the root is? Mm. Because there's root causation in everything. And sometimes, a lot of the times, we are so disobedient because we're not comfortable doing what he's asked us to do. I don't like her. What do you mean? You want me to go and apologize to her? You want me to? Uh Uh-uh. You know what she did to me? You know what she said about me? Okay. So then things are constantly going on. It's strife. It's turmoil. It's drama. You're not understanding why it's happening, but it's happening because you're refusing to grow in the area that he needs you to grow. A lot of the times we create our own storms. It's not that things are happening to us. We are creating it because we are choosing ignorance. We are being willfully blind. That's a thing. Well, you're and you're absolutely right. You know, the choice is ours. And sometimes, you know, when we feel like we don't know how we're going to make it through or how we're going to accomplish what he's asking us to accomplish or do. I mean, I, I can be honest. He asked me to do something one time and I was just like, Daddy, hold up. Wait. <laughs> now, hold on. Well, I can think of a few of those. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Chill. You know, what like are you talking I, you're going to have to make it plain. I can't. No, no. But he will. He will. And he'll show you. And it's all about growth. You know, remember. I always say that we're all still on the potter's wheel, right? And so a lot of a lot of times it's spiritual maturity. And I'm telling you, what what I was talking to Paul about earlier, you know, we were talking about power, the power struggle and the egos. And there's a lot of power struggles and a lot of egotistical things. And one thing about walking with the word and getting into your word and seeking first, you will humble yourself because you'll realize, okay, you know what? <laughs> I didn't know it. I don't know it. I fell short. I I didn't I didn't do it this way. I could have did it that way. So one of the things that the word does for me is it shows me a humbling about myself so that I'm able to change those things that need to be changed. But a lot of times, Ty, like you said, we refuse to grow. We want and then we remain stuck and then we feel stuck and we don't know why we're stuck because we don't want to grow. Refuse to move. Yeah. You have to move. And what we need to understand is there's not going to be anything that he commands you to do that he hasn't already resourced. Come on, man. He already knew that that was going to be an issue, but he needs you to trust him enough to be obedient, to take that first step. He didn't even realize that he already had a whole thing set up that was going to make it easy for you to do what he asked you to do. But do you trust him to take the first step? Girl, you don't even we know. We want to stay stuck. Well, you don't even know what's on the other side of obedience. You know, like when you say yes to God, I'm pretty sure he's, well, the Bible tells us that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says he will give you the hearts, your heart's desire. All he wants us to do is really, truly believe. 
Jesus is the light. He came to set his cap, the, the captives free. He came in for me. He came in for you. He came in for you listeners out here. And he just wants us to turn away from our wicked ways. And we all have them. You know, if there's one without sin, he's a liar. That's what the Bible talks about. So, you know, he doesn't regard man after the flesh. And, you know, that's what I was thinking about, too. You know, we were in the book of John. And we're talking about the Samaritan lady. And one thing that I re- realized and recognized is that even though she didn't have, you know, a husband and she had, you know, been with so many people and Jesus still was right there to meet her right where she was at. She had sense enough to know he was telling the truth. She knew the word of God. She was in it. So, you know, we all have been um, introduced to the word of God. We just been introduced on a surface level. We have to take it past the surface level if we really want to see the promises and the things that God has in store for those who love him because he will blow your mind. Just believe. Just seek first. Open the book. You get into it. It's going to read you. It's going to tell you more about yourself than you already know. So that's a lack of maturity. Lack of maturity causes a lack of spiritual maturity. Let, let me say it that way. Lack of spiritual maturity. We are suffering a lot from lack of spiritual maturity because if you know the word of God, but you don't apply the word of God, that's like trying to build a house on sand. Yes. We got to understand that we've got to grow. You can't just look at things from your mind's eye or from the eye of your flesh or like you said, from your ego being bruised. You have to look at the greater good, the benefit of the kingdom. We're supposed to love our brothers as we love ourselves. So what does that mean? Well, even if you did get cussed out, even if you did get left off of the invite list, you're still supposed to love that person as you love yourself. The word says that we pray for those who despitefully use us. In all things, love conquers all. You know, yes. we don't even want to pray half the Girl. time for the people that we friends with, well. much less talking about praying for your enemy. But that's what the word calls us, calls us to do. And you have to have a level of spiritual maturity yes. to not only understand that concept, but to actively apply it. Yes, Ty. I'm so glad you spoke on love because one thing that I recognized while I was reading, um, you know, reading the word and continuing to, you know, just further my education with Jesus is that he was love. He was love. He, he was love. And then when we look at Corinthians, love is what? Patience. Patience. I mean, the first Fine. thing that we want to do is throw people away and we're impatient with one another. And we're, you know, and I, I have to ask myself sometimes, God, and I just tell him, thank you. Thank you, Daddy, for not being impatient with us. Thank you so much for, you know, giving us second chances. Thank you so much for your grace and your mercy, even though we don't deserve it because he does. If we were like one another, if we were like human beings, man, I don't know where this world would be. You know what I'm saying? If nobody ever took it to that spiritual maturity to, to to what turn the other cheek, because that's what the word of God tells us to do. But when you're in it, Ty, and, and that's the part when you have to exercise it the most because we all know about them tests, right? Them tests don't come. And, and I'm glad that you brought up tests. Um, a lot of times you go through tests and you just feel all of this instability going on in your life. You know, if you can imagine like one of those tumbleweeds, you know, that's rolling in the wind and and you're tossed hither and fro and and you just don't know what's going on. You can't like get a grip on like where we're going to land with this thing. I challenge you to evaluate your life, evaluate areas of your life where God has um, convicted you. Yeah where he's asked you to make a change and you're being stubborn and set in your ways and you are refusing to do what he's asking and see if that isn't the root. Because a lot of the times, spiritual immaturity will illustrate itself in instability. It will illustrate itself in chaos 
in your life because you're doing things out of order. And when we know better, we are supposed to do better. So don't expect for him to look the other way. We look the other way yeah. about many things. But he, if he has already told you and you know, then the expectation is that you're going to move accordingly. Right. And when you choose to move outside of that, it's just like any other parent. There are consequences to that action. There are consequences and you don't know what it's going to look like. Well, that's what he said. You know, when we're, when we're in Hebrews, he said he disciplines those. He chastises those. He he loves. He yes. disciplines us. And sometimes we got to understand if it doesn't challenge us, it won't change us. So it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to feel good. I mean, it's not supposed to. You're growing. You're stretching. But you have to trust him in the process of it because you got to know that this word will not return void. He's not a liar. You know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the more we get, we give in to the enemy in the way that he thinks, the more we're going to see the chaos in our life as well but when we pause for a second take a deep breath and say all right what would Jesus do you know what I'm saying I had to bring it back to the WWJD because sometimes in the moments of things we just you, we can fly off the handle we can just go off but when we stop and be still and let God fight for us and let him show us exactly how to fight because the Bible tells us we don't fight against flesh and blood we're not wrestling against one another we're not but there are spirits that are in high places that are here to cause us to do that. But guess what? We all got a choice. Blessings and curses, life and death. You get to choose. So which side of the, the fence you going to be on? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I want, I want, I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose the blessings. You know what I'm saying? And you'll know which choice, which, which side of the, the, the fence you on because you can look at your life. Like you just said, evaluate your life. There's room for opportunity. There's always areas for opportunity when we're growing in faith and growing in our word because he's showing us more and more about who we are. And who he is. He is a kingdom bearer. So Colossians 1 and 13 says he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Mm -hmm. So he talked about spiritual wickedness in high places. We've been delivered from that. And he's conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. God is our deliverer and our protector. And in him, we find that we are both kept secure, but this is the one. We are also free to move in liberty. Mm. We've been bought, brought out of the darkness into the light and where everything is made clear. Where there seemed to be no way, God made a way for us to be restored in full connection with him through Jesus. Mm. His love never fails. Ever. It's the driving force of all creation and it's what fuels the restoration work that he is constantly doing on us and in our lives. There's plenty of room for the weak and the humble, those who always struggle, those that have circumstances that seem too difficult to overcome or a problem that you think is too great. God already has a solution. Mm. As we look to him, we will find that we bear his signature. We have been marked in love. We have been empowered by his grace. We are called to go boldly to his throne room. Yes. So we don't have to be anxious for anything in this life. All you have to do is petition him through prayer, thanksgiving, and with supplication, and he will grant you peace in those areas. Step back, sit down, and allow God to do what he does. Take your hands off of it. Oh, I love it, Ty. Let liberty ring. You know, I'm going to tell you something. That, that that was so funny when you said that because God told me, um, it was maybe two days ago, he said, you know, in 2023, I want all of my children set free. 
Mm. I want all of my, my children set free in 2023. Will you trust him in 2023? Well, I'm turning the keys on 2023. So we turn in the keys. We will be set free. Yes, we will. And Unlock free the from, doors. And, and, and free from every, free from condemnation. Yes. Free from guilt. Free from shame. Free from anything that's holding you hostage to the person that you used to be. God wants you to be free. And the only way that you're going to be free is through the word of God. So continue to... Seek first. You're listening to the Inspiration 96.9, the Inspiration Station. So, hey, continue to keep God first. And be free in 2023. Peace.